0: On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to sit down with another e-commerce expert, Tim Keene, all the way from Los Angeles, California, uh, owner of Loop Club uh, Agency. Really great conversation. We talked about what is actually working in 2022. It's a bunch of stuff we actually haven't talked about for quite a while. But interestingly, it's a lot of fundamentals that brands just are not uh, trying or using these days. Uh, You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow. On to today's episode. It's official. OneLab Group has killed spreadsheets. They're gone. They're dead. They are a thing of the past. Growing brands like yours needs to be cloud-based, real-time data to handle their financials, inventory, and logistics to maximize the customer experience while providing leadership with the data that they need all in one place. As a trusted partner of Oracle NetSuite, OneLab Group can break down your operational barriers and enable you to grow with confidence. They are not your typical consulting firms. They're composed of people who have worn your shoes. They were founders and executives in the D2C world that have actually scaled businesses from zero to over a hundred million dollars. Their clients have collectively raised over 300 million to scale their companies and entrusted the one lab group to provide the tools, processes, and guidance to do so. It's time you simplify the complex with OneLab. Visit www.onelabgroup.com and schedule your free consultation with promo code SCALE DTC. And please mention that Jordan West sent you. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I am joined by a good friend of mine from Los Angeles. I mean, he's not from Los Angeles. He's from, you know, here and there and everywhere. And <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but another uh, e-com dude uh, who I absolutely love, Tim Keane. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jordan. It's great to be here yeah yeah we've we've been friends for a couple of years now and uh it's it's funny because like we've talked a lot you know you you flew up here during like the heart of the pandemic, had to had to um uh, you know quarantine. we'll call it quarantine. there you go yeah <laughs> and uh, and so it's funny because we've never actually had this conversation on the podcast before and uh, and it actually I don't even think it came from you. I think it came from your assistant and I was like, Tim Keane, of course, I'll have Tim Keene on the podcast <laughs> like oh this is this is amazing. <laughs> So, Tim, for people who don't know anything about you, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, totally. So, I run a um, Shopify
1: Plus performance marketing agency, Shopify Plus partner performance marketing agency called Loop Club. Um, We started right at the start of the pandemic um, when a lot of brands kind of needed a little more special support and we've grown super, super, super fast since then. Um, So, now we work with mostly Shopify Plus brands who are looking to, you know, scale or, for the most part these days it's it's about stabilizing and trying to you know do the best you can in this environment um, we have yeah. some great clients free fly apparel bully make um, roadrunner sports a bunch of you know seven eight figure ecom brands and we work with them on the creative side on the landing pages side and on the media strategy side.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I, I love what you guys do, you know, from one agency owner to another. I mean, we we've, you know, uh, had our notes back and forth a lot yeah. here. So what what I'm really looking forward to today, guys, and I think where the where the most value that everyone here is going to get is Tim and I are going to just start talking about what in the world is working in 2022. Because there's a lot of a lot of brands I Chatted with a, a good buddy of mine the other day. And, uh, and he was saying how, oh, yeah, this year has been awesome. We're only down 10% year over year. Yeah. And this is a, you know. million business. And, uh, and that's a win for them. Right. So, so when people are telling you, Oh no, there's still like triple digit growth. Like, yeah, maybe for small companies, maybe, (laughs) maybe if you went from a hundred thousand to 300,000, you know, maybe, um, but, but that is not the norm this year. Right. So if you're hearing people saying that they're, they are trying to sell you something uh, this year, um, that is, that is not the norm. Um, so, uh, Tim, let's let's get into it what the heck is working in 2022 to to acquire new customers totally yeah so i mean you're exactly right like the environment is harder than ever and, you know media
1: costs continue to rise um everything is getting more difficult so what's fun for us is the same strategies are working that we've been running for the last two or three years so when i got into this world my mentor was like this and this was in you know 2018 2019 he was like don't worry about the algorithm you know, landing pages creative and this was a google ads buyer he was just like very kind of Mm. ahead of the time the only things that really move the needle are you know good creative and um doing things that other brands aren't doing so we have a pretty standard playbook that we run and the playbook is very simple there's really three things that we do the first is whitelisting so that's running ads through non-brand handles um that's very important it works every time we have brands who are running up to 80 percent of their media through whitelisted handles um Wow! You know, these are brands spending million, millions of dollars a month. Um, that's the first thing that really moves the needle and
0: everyone should do it. The reason why people don't do it. And is let's just, yeah, let, let's dig into how you actually whitelist. Like yep. like what is it? what does that look like? What kind of relationship do you have to have like with an influencer? Can you do it with anybody? Well, walk me through like what exactly, just like the nuts and bolts for people who are like, what the heck is whitelisting? I've never done it before. You probably know what it is, uh, but most brands are not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Most brands still aren't doing it. So you
1: need to do one of two things or both things. You either build a relationship with an influencer, or you start creating media properties and pages of your own. And you can do both if you want. So we do both. And we have a nice method for getting, you know, getting a bunch of influences at scale and building those relationships with them. And then we use this handy tool called Lead which no one else is using, to get access to their accounts. So it's just like a one-click access, which saves us a lot of the back and forth. So it's allowed us to scale out this program and get, you know, you know, I think we have probably a hundred creators in our ad account, in our business manager right now that we can whitelist through. Um you do need to build Incredible. those relationships a little bit and it takes a little bit of back and forth but what we find is it works best if you bring up whitelisting early in the conversation you say like hey yes. it'd be great to work with you can we whitelist through your page as well um that's really important the second piece is that it doesn't matter how big their page is necessarily i mean if they have a following it doesn't hurt but it's not really the point the point is that it doesn't look like the brand's handle so i would test a lot of different people and what you'll probably find is that it doesn't make a huge difference whether they have 100,000 followers or five followers, because like I said, like it's really just that it's not their handle. The challenge is that it's annoying and tedious and there's back and forth involved. So you know, there's a couple of ways to do it. Either you can learn how to do it and there's a few different steps involved, or you can work with an agency that specializes in it who probably has a process.
0: Uh, absolutely. It, it, it's a, it's a heck of a process, right. To be able to actually do that, uh, first set the stage. Like it, it's a long process too, because you do need to set that stage at first saying like, Hey, if we're going to work together, we really want to be able to whitelist your, um, yeah. uh, you know, your Instagram handle. Um, and some people don't understand that. And it also takes a really good salesperson to let them know like, Hey, actually, this is a win-win, right? Like actually us whitelisting your account is getting you way more exposure. We're paying for it, right? Uh, but the win on our side is that we get to run these ads through your account and make it not look like the brand. Why does it work comparatively to brands advertising? I think people just don't want to, they don't come on Instagram to look at ads.
1: I think it's that simple. Yeah, You just don't use, you, so your brain, when you see the ad, you're just like, oh, I don't want to look at that. And so totally. you, you want to look at a thing that looks like content that you are interested in. So you just get, it has social proof, it has credibility, it's third party validation it does all of the things that you want an ad to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where are you sending these people? Are these sending them to a, a specific product page, a collection page, a landing page? What, what does that look like? Great question. So that's probably the next piece of what's working
1: right now, which is we do do a lot of landing pages. Um, we built a little landing page team internally, and we do make quite a few landers. So product pages can work if the product is pre-sold. There's, I would say that the landing page types that we do, we do a lot of five reasons why. That's been working quite well. We do a lot okay. of sales pages. So a sales page would be like a long form page that, you know, answers all the objections about the product, has FAQs, has reviews. It's very, very fast loading and easy to read. And then the third thing that we'll do is quizzes. Quizzes are still working really well too.
0: Awesome. That's great. What do you guys, uh, I'd actually love to hear hear about that uh, from a landing page perspective. What is working in the quiz world? Can you give us a couple examples of, of how you're running these quizzes to, to actually create purchases, not just, uh, you know, not, not just leads. Totally. We have one for a client bully make right now, and they actually
1: just switched over their flow to a quiz funnel. So this is, it's a pet subscription brand and it's like, uh, you know, find the best box for your pet, find the best pet subscription box for your pet. So you put in information about the, about your pet, you tell everyone, you tell the brand a little bit about it and then it spits out a deal for you at the end. So the key with these quizzes is you need to make them, A, like actually provide incremental value, like it needs to be genuinely useful to the customer, it can't just be spammy. B, it needs to be, um, it needs to give you like a good deal at the end, like there needs to be like a reason to buy at the end of it.
0: Gotcha. And C, it needs to be like engaging, fast loading, fun and enjoyable. Okay, what are you finding as far as software these days? What what is your go-to tool for for building quizzes out? And also like I'm assuming that that you know you're looking for something that has integrations with everything these days. Is yeah. that correct?
1: Yeah. I like Octane AI Octane AI I would say in, in Shopify is like the default one. I don't hate it. There's one called Prehook that's also pretty good. I've, yeah. I mean I've done it with everything. I've done it with a type form like I'll just do whatever whatever I have on hand you know I, you can do yeah. it with. but octane and Prehook, I would say octane in particular is like the the you know the gold standard.
0: Okay, okay, that's awesome. yeah I, I think that I think one thing that people have a really hard time with is figuring out like what does this quiz look like and and how do I actually add value to the customer so that they actually want to give me their information right I think that that's the that's the hard thing um and in different industries right like it's you know pet subscription box that's pretty niche i think about you know some of the companies we own in apparel and i'm like yeah where where does that you know where where does that quiz work and getting creative there um that i think that's where i run into some uh some some hardness in my head here (laughs) Mm -hmm. i mean i would say just just build
1: something and then iterate you can iterate it out from there like um Maybe it's helping someone choose a style or it's helping someone choose a, um, you know, a bundle or maybe it's like um, a, more about kind of the attributes of the person. Like tell us about your kid and we'll tell you like the perfect outfit for them. Something like that.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Love that, Tim. Love that. See, see, this is why I keep Tim as a friend, you know, like <laughs> uh, just because, you know, immediately he can think a little bit differently than me. So. Uh, this is great. Tim, uh, you know, so we've talked about whitelisting. We've talked about landing pages. We've talked about quizzes. What the heck else is working? <laughs> uh, the last piece is the is user-generated content. So
1: TikTok-style ads are obviously working the best. User-generated content-style ads are working the best. And then if you look at the brands that are doing well, that are genuinely scaling on Facebook, they're testing into very native-looking content. And this might mm. be kind of hard to hear for brands who are, very brand first, or you know, have an image. But the reality in this media environment is, you just need to throw everything at the wall and do yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, in an aggressive media buying style. So you want your content to look native. You want to be testing memes. You want to be testing like low-fi user-generated content. You want to optimize your thumbnails. Have big text on screen. All that stuff that might you might think it was a little like spammy. That's just what people are looking at and clicking on on, on yeah. Facebook and Instagram.
0: That's, that's, that's uh, something that I think a lot of brands who, who are listening to this right now are going to have a really hard time with and probably the cringiest part uh, of what we've talked about so far, right? Uh, yeah. That's a really hard thing to balance, right? It's really hard to balance that brand and performance. And I think in your organization, having both people fighting it out and duking it out at all times is so important, right? It's really important because it's not either or. It's not like forever we're going to run these kinds of ads, right? But test. Um, we've we've tested it at a couple of the brands that we own. And it's interesting because those kinds of ads aren't working for us, but yet they'll work for another brand, mm-hmm. right? So it really depends who your target demographic is. I think what, what I'm getting from what you're saying, Tim, is like y- you just got to be constantly iterating and testing. If yes. you're not, you're not going to actually figure out what's actually working. Yes. You need to move quite fast and you need to be willing to test. And being willing to test means being willing
1: to test something that, you, that is not necessarily your favorite thing in the world. And you're absolutely right. Like, who knows if it's going to work? And you need to go in with that mindset, that mindset of like, okay, who knows what's going to work? Who knows if this is going to actually succeed? And I think you're absolutely right. Like, this is more of an organizational challenge than a content creation challenge. Like, you need to make sure that your organization is balanced so that people advocating for the health of the brand and the brand image are kind of p- exactly pitted against people who are directly responsible for revenue. And so they can kind of like,
0: Come to an agreement and consensus, and test things together. Totally, Tim. What's the craziest marketing idea that you've had in 2022 that you've tried? Oh, good question. Ooh. Oh,
1: I mean, the funnest one that I've done is um, acquiring creators for running, you know, content through their creator profile via TikTok ads. So, running recruitment ads for content creators on TikTok. So, we were opting in creators. Interesting. For- yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me more about this. This no is super interesting.
1: I told TikTok that we're doing this and they're like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> you can only do this if you have an agency account because it's a recruiting ad. But if you run an ad that says like, so TikTok is a niche finding machine. Um, so it will, even if you put it on super broad targeting, it will pff, suck down on the niche that you're looking for. So if you're looking for a very yep. specific niche kind of content creator, it's actually really easy to do. You can just make an ad that says like, are you an outdoors content creator? Would you like to make content for, for our brands? Um, fill in this form and we'll get back to you. So you make that ad and then you send it to a TikTok lead form and you just start reeling them in. So we were opting in creators for 60 cents.
0: 60 cents. Yeah. So Holy like cow. Was this things. your ad? Like, yeah. were you the the face on this ad? No, we actually we did this one with. I did it with stock. I did it with stock
1: footage and big text on screen. It took twenty minutes.
0: Okay, okay, wow, <laughs> Tim, that is a brilliant idea. I I so appreciate you sharing that here because that is not just an agency trick, right? That is something that that brands can do. I mean, if you have access to that, yeah. Uh, worst case, I mean, you can, case, you can send to them counsel.
1: to. It. You can ask us to do it, but,
0: and and yeah,
1: I mean, the lead quality can be up and down, but the volume is there for sure. And I think that the other thing is. The broader broader stroke there is like you can think creatively about what you do with TikTok and use lead ads. Lead ads are very powerful because they send a lot of conversion events back.
0: Let's let's just talk about TikTok here before we kind of start wrapping things up here. What's working as far as targeting on TikTok and uh, targeting creative, all all of that? What are you guys seeing actually working? I mean, I like broad. I've always liked broad. It, It works really well.
1: I mean, I was testing it with these lead ads. Like it really depends on how many conversion events you're getting, but broad has always worked for me. We will do another thing that works well is those TikTok will send show you these recommended interests and they're very random yeah. and weird, but they do work very well. They're algorithmic and they work pretty well. Um, TikTok will recommend hashtag targeting. I haven't seen a huge amount of volume out of that, but it can work. Okay. I mean, in general, like yeah. I'm I'm a big proponent of of going broad and then making the first frame of the ad or the first section of the ad very niche specific and letting it do the thing for you.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Tim, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Just
1: being willing to do whatever, whatever the account needs, like whatever it takes and not, not coming in with preconceptions about what you think is going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just like the learner's mindset, right? Is so important when it comes to, uh, any sort of new business concept, idea, marketing—you just constantly have to learn and be like, "Oh, okay, what what used to work isn't working now." And same with your employees, right? Yeah. That's that's you know that's been a really a really hard thing over the years. Is like, hey, you know, this person that brought us to this level may not actually be able to bring us to the next level, and that's a tough discussion to have, right? Yeah, but it's 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 being open uh, and and remaining open to those things. Tim, I got three more questions for you. I hope that you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. First question: favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Ooh, good question. I have. I've been a little bit out
1: of the app world for a second. I've been playing with this thing called No Loco, um, which is you can build like a front end database or front end platform on top of an Airtable database. It's like an Airtable no code tool. We built our oh. um, influencer management
0: platform in that. I really like it. Cool. Cool. What's What's that called again? We'll make sure to put that into no the show loco. notes. Cool. In. That's great. Uh, Air, yeah, I mean, Airtable is, is just one of the most powerful tools that's out there these days. Uh, and, and hearing stuff like that is like, wow, wow. I mean, if you can build your own software, you know, based on, on Airtable, uh, it's, it's the way to go. We're moving everything in our businesses over to Airtable because there's just so many possibilities. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Tim favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Ooh. Um, I've kind of been
1: out of the podcast game for a little bit, unfortunately. Um, what have I listened to? I, I, I don't, I don't really have anything. I've been, you know, reading some books. Um, I've been out of the out of the game a little bit. I've just been reading some fiction.
0: Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. Well, Tim, that 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 makes me feel great knowing that that uh, you're trying to get your mind elsewhere sometimes. Because, yeah. uh, guys, Tim, Tim is the biggest workaholic that I know. Um, this guy works <laughs> from morning till night. Yeah. Um, I take a break. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh if you can see him here, he's he's almost burnt out. Um that's that that that's how much this guy works. Tim, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. You can have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever it is. Who would it be? Uh sorry, they have to be alive and it can't be Elon Musk. I almost forgot oh, my two. It's not, I don't like Elon Musk. It's okay. I've been really <laughs> interested in this
1: guy, Gabo Mate, recently. This is completely outside of the business world. But he does a lot of uh, he's a he's a doctor and like a um, kind of psych psychologist. And, you know, he's been doing some really interesting work. I've been watching a lot of his YouTube videos um, talking about like stress, trauma, um, you know, how how you kind of become a person. He's just a really interesting and kind of empathic guy. Love to chat with him.
0: Cool. Cool. Again, guys, anything that we talk about here will be in the show notes. So please make sure to go check those out. Uh, That'll also be your place to connect with Tim. Tim, where is the best place to connect with you? LinkedIn is good. LinkedIn.com slash in slash Tim dash King. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, Tim, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciated uh, all the things you had to say today. Thanks for having me, Jordan. It's a pleasure. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing, and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.